Hey there, Tom. Hope your day is going well. No matter where you are today, we're here to catch you up on the news that matters. So let's dive right in. First up, Elon Musk has filed a lawsuit against OpenAI and its co-founders. He claims they've strayed from their original nonprofit mission aimed at benefiting humanity. Now, after partnering with Microsoft, OpenAI seems to be prioritizing profit over public good. That's a big shift if true, especially since Musk is arguing that technologies like GPT-4 should not be used for private gain. It's a complex case that could shape the future of AI development. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to Tom's News from PocketPod News. Moving on to the economy, Wall Street ended the week on a high note with technology stocks leading the charge. Companies like Dell Technologies and NetApp are riding high due to demand for AI tech. But it's not all smooth sailing. The banking industry is feeling the heat with New York community Bancorp seeing a significant drop after revealing weaknesses in its loan review processes. Amidst this, there's talk of a potential interest rate cut by the Fed, something Wall Street is watching closely. And finally, Boeing is potentially making a major move by discussing acquiring Spirit Aerosystems. This would mark a significant shift in strategy for Boeing as it seeks more control over its production chain amidst increased regulatory scrutiny. Quality and safety are at the heart of these talks, especially given Spirit Aerosystems' role in building fuselages for Boeing 737 MAX jetliners. It'll be interesting to see how this develops and what it means for Boeing moving forward. So much happening around us. Let's unpack it all together. Stay tuned. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. It seems like a clash of titans in the tech world is unfolding. Absolutely. Elon Musk, a name synonymous with innovation and disruption, has filed a lawsuit against OpenAI, an organization he helped found. The issue at hand? A deviation from its original mission. Musk accuses OpenAI of shifting from a nonprofit entity focused on benefiting humanity through AI development to pursuing profits in partnership with Microsoft. This lawsuit is not just about breach of contract. It's about the future direction of AI development. To delve deeper into this groundbreaking lawsuit and its implications for the tech industry and AI governance, we're joined by PocketPod News business correspondent Leah Haynes. Leah, Musk's move is pretty significant. What can we expect from this legal battle? Absolutely, Steve. Elon Musk's lawsuit against OpenAI, its co-founders and affiliated entities, is a pivotal moment, not just for the parties involved, but for the broader tech industry and the field of artificial intelligence. At its core, Musk accuses OpenAI of straying from its founding mission as a nonprofit, dedicated to benefiting humanity through AI development. Instead, Musk claims OpenAI has veered towards a profit-oriented model in partnership with Microsoft. This shift is at the heart of Musk's concerns and forms the basis of his legal action. That sounds quite serious. Can you tell us more about the specifics of the lawsuit? Certainly. The lawsuit was filed in San Francisco and alleges that OpenAI breached their original agreement by transitioning from a nonprofit entity into a for-profit company focused on commercializing AGI, or artificial general intelligence research, in collaboration with Microsoft. This move, according to Musk, essentially privatizes technologies that were developed under the pretense they would be freely available to the public. And what about Musk's own contributions and his reasons for initiating this lawsuit? 
Elon Musk was not only an early backer, but also a co-founder of OpenAI. Between 2016 and September 2020, he donated over $44 million to support its mission. However, Musk alleges he was misled into supporting OpenAI under the premise that it would remain a nonprofit organization focused on open source development in AI. His departure from OpenAI's board in 2018 and subsequent launch of GrokthruX, formerly Twitter, last year seemed to mark his growing concerns over OpenAI's direction. There's also mention of Microsoft's role in this situation. How are they tied into this lawsuit? The relationship between OpenAI and Microsoft is indeed significant here. After partnering with Microsoft, who invested approximately $13 billion into OpenAI, the lawsuit claims that OpenAI has started primarily serving Microsoft's interests rather than those of the public at large. Evidence cited include statements by Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella that suggest a close alignment between Microsoft's corporate goals and OpenAI's operations. And what about GPT-4? I've heard it mentioned in connection with these allegations. Yes, GPT-4 is right at the center of these allegations. Musk claims GPT-4 represents AGI or artificial general intelligence and accuses both OpenAI and Microsoft of improperly licensing this technology for private gain, something he argues goes against the nonprofit ethos that originally governed its development. Finally, there are concerns about changes in board composition under Sam Altman's leadership. That's correct. The lawsuit criticizes these changes as moving away from technical expertise or substantial background in AI governance towards individuals who might prioritize profit-centric enterprises or political agendas over AI ethics and governance, highlighting another aspect where Musk sees deviation from original intentions. It seems like there are multiple layers to this story, all pointing towards significant implications for AI governance and ethical considerations in tech development. Absolutely, Steve. This legal battle underscores deep-seated concerns about whether tech enterprises can drift away from their founding principles toward more profit-driven approaches, especially when such shifts may impact societal welfare at large. Thanks for those insights, Leah. Thank you for having me, Steve. The U.S. stock market is on a remarkable upswing, isn't it? Absolutely. We're seeing major indexes like the S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average hitting new heights, buoyed by optimism around cooling inflation and a resilient economy. And technology stocks are really leading the charge here. Companies like Dell Technologies and NetApp have seen their stock prices soar on strong quarterly results and high demand for AI technology. Right, but it's not all sunshine in the financial sector. New York Community Bancorp, for example, is facing challenges after revealing internal weaknesses in loan review processes. Yet amidst these mixed signals, there's speculation that the Federal Reserve might start cutting interest rates as soon as June. And let's not forget the global perspective. Markets around the world are also experiencing growth with Japan's Nikkei 225 among those making significant gains. To dive deeper into these intricate dynamics of the stock market and what this means for investors and the economy at large, we'll be talking to PocketPod News visiting business analyst, Anthony Byers. Absolutely, Jonathan. It's been a remarkable period for the U.S. stock market with significant gains across major indexes, which many attribute to a mix of cooling inflation expectations and optimism about the U.S. economy's resilience. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ Composite in particular have seen record highs, largely propelled by the technology sector's strong performance. That's interesting, Anthony. Can you tell us more about why technology stocks have been doing so well? 
Certainly, companies like Dell Technologies and NetApp have seen their stock prices surge following robust quarterly results and increased demand for artificial intelligence or AI technology. This demand is particularly focused on AI-optimized servers and products, which are essential for developing and deploying AI applications. For example, Dell Technologies' stock jumped an impressive 31.6%, while NetApp leaped 18.2%. With tech companies leading the charge, it seems not all sectors are enjoying the same level of success. That's correct. The banking industry is facing its own set of challenges. Notably, New York Community Bancorp saw its stock tumble by 25.9% after revealing internal weaknesses in loan review processes and taking a substantial $2.4 billion charge against its results for the fourth quarter of 2023. That sounds quite serious for New York Community Bancorp. How does this reflect on the broader banking sector? It reflects ongoing scrutiny within the banking sector following last year's crisis that led to several bank collapses and increased oversight on surviving institutions like New York Community Bancorp. These recent disclosures highlight the challenges banks face with loan-related pressures amid high interest rates. Speaking of interest rates, there's been talk about the Federal Reserve possibly cutting rates soon. Yes, there's growing expectation that the Federal Reserve may begin cutting interest rates as early as June based on softer manufacturing activity and consumer sentiment reports recently released. This has led to a decrease in Treasury yields, with 10-year yields falling to 4.18% and 2-year yields sinking to 4.53%, reinforcing bets on potential rate cuts by the Fed. And how are global markets reacting to these developments? Global markets have also shown positive growth amidst these developments. For instance, Japan's Nikkei 225 jumped 1.9% as markets across Asia and Europe saw more modest rises. This indicates a worldwide optimistic response amidst expectations of cooling inflation and potential easing of interest rates by central banks, including the Fed. To wrap up then, Anthony, what do these developments tell us about the current state of economic optimism versus challenges facing specific sectors? These developments underscore a period of significant gains driven by optimism around cooling inflation and economic resilience, prominently spotlighted through surges in technology stocks amid high demands for AI technologies like those offered by Dell Technologies and NetApp. Despite these positive trends, challenges within certain sectors like banking persist, which highlight ongoing concerns over loan-related pressures amid high interest rates set by the Federal Reserve, which may soon begin cutting rates starting June, according to current market expectations. Thanks for breaking down these intricate dynamics for us today. My pleasure, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Boeing is making headlines again, but this time it's not just about the planes they're flying. That's right. In a move that could reshape its manufacturing process, Boeing is in preliminary talks to acquire Spirit Aerosystems. Spirit is a major player in the aviation industry, known for manufacturing fuselages for Boeing 737 MAX jetliners. This potential acquisition comes at a time when both companies face heightened scrutiny over plane quality and safety. Just this January, an Alaska Airlines flight experienced a door panel blowout mid-flight, raising concerns from the Federal Aviation Administration. And with Boeing's CEO now questioning their long-standing strategy of outsourcing major components, it seems like we might be on the brink of a major shift in how Boeing approaches its production. To dive deeper into this complex situation and what it means for the future of aviation, we're joined by PocketPod News Business and Finance Correspondent Scott Dwyer. Scott has been following these developments closely. Scott, how significant is this move by Boeing? 
Well, Jonathan, this move by Boeing is indeed momentous. It represents a notable shift from their long-standing strategy of outsourcing major components of their aircraft production. By entering into preliminary discussions to acquire Spirit Aerosystems, Boeing is essentially signaling a significant strategic pivot. This isn't just about addressing the immediate concerns over quality and safety issues that have been spotlighted by recent incidents, but it's also about taking a step back to reassess and, and potentially overhaul how they approach the manufacturing of their aircraft. Speaking of quality and safety concerns, can you elaborate on what specifically prompted Boeing to take this step? Absolutely. Concerns reached a tipping point following an incident on January 5th when an Alaska Airlines 737 MAX 9 experienced a door panel blowout over Oregon at 16,000 feet. This incident wasn't isolated but part of growing scrutiny over plane quality and safety that both Boeing and Spirit Aerosystems have been facing. Such incidents have brought them under increased oversight from the Federal Aviation Administration, or FAA, which has now given Boeing a 90-day deadline to submit a plan for improving quality and addressing these safety concerns. And how has Boeing responded to these challenges, especially in terms of its outsourcing strategy? CEO David Calhoun made quite a telling statement on January 31st where he acknowledged that perhaps the company had gone too far with its outsourcing strategy. This marks a significant departure from his previous defenses of the practice. It's clear that these recent challenges have prompted some introspection at Boeing regarding its reliance on suppliers like Spirit for critical components of their aircraft. What could be the financial implications for Boeing if this acquisition goes through? Financially, this move poses some substantial challenges for Boeing. The company's debt load is already sitting at $52 billion, so integrating Spirit Aerosystems operations could further strain its finances. However, despite these potential challenges, reintegration might also present opportunities for improving aviation safety, quality control, customer service, not to mention benefits for employees and shareholders alike. It's about balancing short-term financial pressures with long-term strategic gains. And what changes have we seen at Spirit Aerosystems amidst these discussions? In response to mounting quality problems that affected production schedules not just for 737s but also 787s, Spirit Aerosystems saw leadership changes with Patrick Shanahan stepping in as CEO in October last year. With about 70% of its revenue last year coming from work done for Boeing, Spirit's performance is crucial not just for its own success, but also significantly impacts Boeing's production line. Are there any other potential sales or strategic moves that Spirit is considering? Besides the talks with Boeing, there are indications that Spirit is exploring selling operations in Ireland that make parts for Airbus as part of broader strategic considerations. This points towards an effort by Spirit to possibly streamline their focus or address financial pressures by the, divesting parts of its operations while refocusing on core areas, including resolving current issues with Boeing components. It sounds like both companies are at a pivotal moment in their strategies amid growing industry scrutiny. That's exactly right, Jonathan. These negotiations between Boeing and Spirit Aerosystems highlight broader industry trends towards scrutinizing and potentially revising outsourcing practices in favor of more integrated manufacturing approaches. This shift aims not only to address immediate safety and quality concerns, but also set new standards for reliability and efficiency in aviation manufacturing going forward. That was PocketPod News Business and Finance Correspondent Scott Dwyer. Thanks for joining us today. 
Thanks for having me, Jonathan. It was great discussing this important topic with you. And that's Tom's News for Saturday, March 2nd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Tom. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod Entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.